Good morning, 835 on a Thursday and this August 20th. I'm Joel Ketke. Welcome into HodgePodge today. We are joined in our Zoom studios this morning. Kristen Wenzel joins us this morning. She's a grief specialist with the Hospice of River River Valley. Kristen, thanks for joining us this morning here on HodgePodge. Thanks for having me. Kristen, I'm just going to ask you the question. You're a grief specialist. What exactly does a grief specialist with hospice do? Well, what we do is we, our typical role here at Hospice of the Red River Valley is is that we follow um, our families once a death has occurred um, of someone who has been on our program. The, um, so we follow them in any way that they feel that they need to be followed, whether it be, you know, phone calls, visits, um, sending them information. We follow our families um, that have been a hospice patient for 13 months just to kind of get them through that first year and see how things are going for them. Um, one of the other things that I think is, is kind of a, something that not everybody knows is that we also offer grief support to the community as if they were on hospice. So our job is both to help our families kind of recover from the, the loss of their, their loved one and also provide that same grief support to our families in the community at large that might need our help. Kristen, uh, what do you enjoy most about working as a hospice grief counselor? Oh, that's kind of a loaded question, Joel. I, I absolutely love my job. I feel like I have one of the best jobs in the world. And I know when I tell people that I work at hospice, their first reaction is, oh my gosh, how can you hear sad people all day? And I see it as my opportunity to help people figure out how to move through something that we all have to face. Every one of us has to face the loss of a death, loss of somebody in their life, and also just try to figure out how do they then become the person that they can after that loss. So I love really everything about my job. I um, do enjoy the variety that I get. One of the luxuries I have is I get to work with clients and work with them one-on-one, -on -one, but I also get to do things like this. I get to educate the community. I get to do um, support groups. We do presentations. We go into schools. So my job is very varied. I get to do lots of things, and it usually revolves around death and dying and loss, but it's also a way to show and help people that there is something on the other side of this. Kristen, do you find that your clients, uh, once you get a chance to sit down and talk with folks, uh, when this is all said and done, they look back and go, wow, I'm really glad that we had somebody like Kristen there to not only guide us through the process, but to provide some grief counseling for us right. and the family? Well, I hope so. I, I, I hope that people are grateful that they get to get our work. You know, one of the things is, is that um, I think we don't always know that we need support after a loss. I think there's so many people around us and, and there are a lot of people that don't necessarily reach out to us because they have a lot of other supports in the world. But one of the challenges with grief is, is that in our minds, if you don't deal with it and I, you know, you can deal with it in so many different ways, but it usually comes back and sneaks up on you sometimes. So even if I have one visit with somebody, um, I, you know, could see them, you know, every month for 13 months, or I could see them once. And even if I can give them a little information to kind of help them, I think that that's a good thing. So I hope so. I hope they, hope they've learned something. 
Kristen, you talked about uh, you've got this service available for folks who are not involved with the hospice program. Right. Maybe just talk a little bit about the, that aspect of your job and how folks out listening uh, may be able to utilize your goods and services. Okay. Well, of course, if somebody has somebody who is in the process or has a terminal illness, we'd love them to be able to let our hospice take care of them. But there's lots of people die other ways than just a known death or an illness. There's accidents, there's homicides or suicides, there's all sorts of different things or just people that die an unexpected death. And so what we are very grateful that we have the opportunity to reach out to people. We have um, a great website that people can go to um, www.hrrv.org. They can connect, there's a uh, question and answer period in there where you can um, write a question. We'll get back to you as soon as we can and call our office. One of the things that we have found is um, I think I'm grateful for this, Joel, but we have, I've gotten a couple of calls from the community where I ask people how they heard about us. And the highway patrol is even telling people about our services. So I think I'm grateful for that because I, I, it's nice to know. And really, truly, our mission is just to help people figure out how to grieve and how to live the best life they can without their person. An event that's coming up is the 11th annual Oli's Ride that, uh, of course, yeah. is kicking off uh, this weekend. It happens tomorrow and Saturday. And a yeah. little, ba- little background on this, uh, Oli Barton lost his battle with cancer in February of 2011. Hospice of the Red River Valley cared for Oli and his family, and this is the family's way of giving back. And this is just another example, Kristen, of a great event put together by people who want to give something back to the Hospice of Red River Valley. Absolutely. And Joel, one of the things that about our program is, is that we are not funded by Medicare. We are, so those funds that come in from Oli's Ride and some of the other things that donations that people make, that's what funds what we do. So I am extremely grateful for families that, and, you know, one of the challenges is, is that there's lots of families that say, what can we do? How can we help? And this is a great way to do it. So I, we are so grateful for those benefits and things that people do. And I think it, my, my opinion is when a grieving person is able to give back and to help someone else through whatever it is, in whatever way they can, once they open their hearts and allow other people in, that helps their grief immensely. We're going to take a break here. Our guest today is Kristen Wenzel with the Hospice of River Valley. She's a grief specialist. We are going to take a break. But when we come back in part two, we're going to talk about some classes that are coming up in September. Stick around. HodgePodge continues on a Thursday right after these. Welcome back to HodgePodge on this Thursday, August 20th. Continuing on our discussion this morning, Kristen Wenzel joins us. She's a grief specialist with Hospice of the Red River Valley via our Zoom studios. Kristen, you guys have some fall classes coming up that we want to tell folks about, and these are virtual classes, correct? Yeah, yeah, we're really excited about it, but also just a little nervous because it's the first time we've been we've tried this um, since the pandemic and all the COVID restrictions have hit our area. Um, most of our support groups or actually all of our support groups have become virtual and we've actually had really good luck with them. Um, Kind of a cool story. We actually um, have a woman from Bronx in New York that has joined one of our widows groups. And so she found, she Googled it and was looking for a support group and found it on the website. 
and has joined us and it's been kind of a really cool adventure for us. Um, but now we typically have some classes in the fall and in the spring. And we didn't, we had to cancel all of our classes in the spring. We thought we don't want to do that again. So now we've offered them all virtually, which is exciting because then no matter where you live, you can participate in these classes if you have access to a computer or a phone. So, Kristen, uh, specifically, what type of classes are being offered? Well, the classes that we're offering are kind of, um, they are kind of large and we have our traditional class, which is a three week class. It's called Journey Through Grief. That class, it kind of moves you through sort of the early stages of grief and sort of some self-care tips and signs and things to look for. And then the third session talks about how do you create memories and how do you let the memories live on? We've also got just some basic ones, Grief 101, how do you help others and yourself kind of get through grief? We have um, added a couple of meditation, mindfulness kind of um, sessions. We actually have one class, Joel, that is gonna talk specifically about some of the um, difficulties during COVID. And we have so many families that are unfortunately are not able to be with their loved ones when they die due to restrictions in assisted living facilities and nursing homes and sort of some of the ways that we can, grief is grief, but when you add some of those complications, it's very difficult. And the other really cool thing is we have a couple of um, hands-on classes where people would be able to get some supplies from us and then we'd walk you through an activity through the Zoom. So we have quite a variety of things um, that you can, can participate in. Chris, when we talk about uh, grief, uh, we, I think everybody just assumes it's for adults, uh, older, oh, yeah. older folks. But kids and youth are affected and impacted by grief the same way that adults are, and even uh, maybe more so based on their age. Uh, how are we looking and how are we handling uh, things with our with our youth out there? Well, you know, that's um, kind of a challenge right now, Joel. And, and um, because kids, one of the places that we have been able to go in to help kids is within schools. And with schools kind of limiting what's happening, I'm guessing we're not going to do that. We do meet individually with kids and with their parents, and we can kind of do that. The one class that we can't have this year is our youth journeys, because that is a definite all-day hands-on kind of a thing. I, I feel like with kids, we really have to ask the questions. We have to talk to them. We, we, I think for families that sometimes they, if I talk to a child, they'll say, well, I don't want my mom to see me sad because then that will make her sad. The parents say, I don't dare cry in front of my kids because that's going to make them sad. The problem is everybody's sad at the same time or angry or frustrated or whatever the emotions might be. So take the opportunity to talk to your kids, call us. We have a plethora of resources that we can share with you guys or anybody out there that has a need. You don't have to actually come to see us. We can phone and mail you all things too. Kids are uh, kids are very resilient if they're given the opportunity to um, to talk about what's going on. Kristen, you talk about the resiliency. Uh, I was talking with a listener yesterday, and there's been a lot of tragedy in the last couple of weeks in and around yes. the Detroit Lakes area, motorcycle yeah, yeah. accidents and drownings. And it's been older people, it's been younger people, and when we talk about the impact that it has on kids, I think as adults, we're, uh, we're afraid to let our guard down. We don't want to show emotion, just as you mentioned, right. because if our kids see us cry or the kids see mom and dad is upset, the automatic response is, well, then now the kids are going to be upset. So we want to bottle it up and keep it inside. Uh, it's, it's a natural human emotion. Uh, you know, I mean, we talk about, oh, guys don't cry. Men do cry. Women cry. Men kids cry. cry. Yeah. Uh, we all have these emotions built up inside and suppressing them 
and not allowing these emotions to come out is just negative for family, friends, and everybody involved. Right. Well, Joel, and one of the things that I think is important for us as adults to know with children in our lives and people, even if they're neighbors or your teachers or whatever, as adults, every, kids are sponges. They learn from us. So if we are showing them that how we deal with sadness or anger or frustration is to hold it in, that's exactly what they're going to learn. So by opening up dialogue and having those conversations with them, what that does is that teaches them that I can be sad, but I can also figure out how to be happy again. So I think we have to see ourselves as teachers. Who can attend these fall classes? Are these open uh, to everybody, uh, Kristen? Joel, they are absolutely open to everybody. And I want um, everybody to know that these classes do need to be pre-registered for. So if they have any interest in going into or looking at one of these classes, as long as you have a computer, an iPad, a phone, um, there's, you know, we have to kind of walk you through, there's a possibly a, a link that you have to download, but we have to get their email and and just get some information so we can send them the invite because it's not just a free-for-all to get into it. So um, go to our website, and I think I talked about that a little bit earlier, and it's www.hrrv.org, and there's guides and information on how to get into the, in, to sign up for those classes right there, but absolutely anybody. Um, the, the, we have a kids one that is just open from kids 8 to 16, so they would need some parent help probably. And then the other hands-on class is um, for adults of all ages. We just need to get you some materials. So if you'll notice in the information that some of the classes you have to sign up a little sooner so we can make sure we get you some supplies. Now I'm looking at my And sheet. they're free, Joel. That's, they're free. Yeah, I'm sorry. They're free. They're free. Everything is free. Even the ones where you get some supplies, those are free too. So. Now uh, am I looking at the first classes are coming up September 24th? Is that correct? Yes, yes, yes. Well, fantastic. Uh, Krista, before I let you go, is there anything else uh, since we got you on the Zoom studios here this morning? Is there anything else you'd like to uh, let the public be aware of as far as the hospice of Red River Valley? Well, you know, Joel, one of the things that you talked about is the tragedies. And, and it just seems that right now everything seems so heavy. Everybody's emotions are at an end. You know, one of the things that I hear is when I'm talking to people is there is really no release for some of these sad times we don't we can't just go see a neighbor we can't give a hug we can't reach out to people in those ways that people need to so what i would like to encourage people to do is take the opportunity to make a phone call to send an email to drop a note in the in the mail that you can get and let these people that are dealing with these tragedies far and wide let them know that we care and that we're worried about them and that we're thinking about them and to, if you're on the other end of it, if you are the one who is grieving, take the risk to tell people that you need help. It's very hard in our Scandinavian place where we live. Nobody wants to admit that they need help, but we are put on this earth to be with people. And the way we can get better and to have people help us is to ask for it. People don't know what you need until you tell them. Chris, and I think as, as, as human beings, and we talked about the, uh, the emotional side of things, uh, there might be folks out there who are going through the grieving process that don't really realize that they are going through a grieving process. And we talk about coping with grief, um, you know, heavy heart or I'm emotional, but there are other signs out there as well that people might be suffering from uh, just standard grief, but don't really realize that these are some indicators. Right. Well, and I also think that, you know, if you don't, that we kind of talked about that earlier, 
grief that you don't deal with is going to come back to get you some way. It's going to hurt relationships. It's going to maybe cause health issues if you don't allow yourself to do it. And grief is grief is there even for things other than death. When you when you talk about losing a job, I mean, look at all the people that have not been able to keep jobs now because of the times that we're in or having to move out of a community. Grief can affect us in so many different ways. And grief doesn't have to be pathological. Grief can really be something that we talk about, we focus on, and then we live our life. Does that mean it's not gonna sneak back periodically? Yes. But I think if there's anybody who has any questions, reach out to somebody, whether it be us or your physician or a counselor or someone in your community that can help you figure out what it is. Grief can kind of sneak back alcoholism, drug abuse, those kinds of things are, are and also a good, not a good way, but there's a place that people deal with it because it's easier to drink it away or, or do something else. You don't have to talk about it and think about it. Kristen, great information here this morning. Again, I uh, just want you to give out your contact information on that website again for folks who might want to take advantage yep. of the services. Joel, you can get us um, at www.hrrb.org or you can give us a call at, we have an 800 number and that number is 1-800, oh my goodness, I hope I'm getting this right, 1-800-237-4629. You got it right. I did. Yay. I'm happy. <laughs> I, I, I have to say I did find my notes. And so I was able to pull it up. So it was didn't come from this old brain of mine. So. Kristen, again, uh, so much good information. Hope folks take advantage of uh, what the hospice of Riverville has to offer. Thanks for being a guest with us today on Hodgepod, Hodgepodge. And uh, Kristen, we'll talk again soon. Joel, thanks so much. Bye-bye. All right. Again, that is uh, Kristen Wenzel. She is a grief specialist with the Hospice of Red River Valley. And again, some great information. Don't forget, those virtual online classes will start on Thursday, September 24th. And you can find out more by going to that website. That is HodgePodge for this Thursday. Uh, let's see. What do we got tomorrow? Um, oh, tomorrow we're going to talk about the uh, Pelican Rapids Watershed District. That's coming up tomorrow on a Friday edition of Hodgepodge. Lyle Shoes and Tri-County Healthcare invite you to cruise in, shop, and win in Wadena. It's your chance to win a Viking Chevy Cruze. Do you have excess farm construction?